Hi, I'm Chris from Gears and Queers. And I'm Chris from Sparkplug TV. And this, this is Fun Girly Car Time. I came up with t-shirt ideas for us. Um, we need to get matching t-shirts, flop one and flop two. Oh my God. Like, that like would a, be so cute. Floppyana one and floppy And Floppyana two. two. Yes. I live, laugh, love that. Sure, please. We are single-handedly bringing the suffix Iana into, I wouldn't call it the mainstream. We're like in a tributary. <laughs> yes, 150 people is mainstream, all right. <laughs> a tributary, that's what they call a river thing that feeds a river, right? But every squirrel finds its nut, you know? I mean, every, every hog finds its mud pit. And every oh, road ha- rose has its thorn. <laughs> I almost said a road. You did say road. You didn't. You I didn't did almost say road. Don't don't gaslight me. I've had enough of that recently. <laughs> Off to. I'm glad that's what love looks like. <laughs> Anyways, oh my anyway. gosh. <laughs> Even though we only have about 150 listeners every episode, and we are grateful for each and every one of you, of course. Um, but to, I think even though we have a small listening community, we do get some pretty primo guests. And uh, by guests, I do mean today's Miss, Mrs. Davis Adams Smith, the director of communications from Bridgestone America. Ah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yes, Hi. Hi, honey. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, we're so glad you're here. Yes, we are Davis. very excited. Davis is um, known in at least my head as Tired Daddy, Tired Goddess. Um, she she's like the cool mom from Mean Girls. She's like, you guys need some yes. like, snacks, a condom, literally. Except it's Destination Le threes, it's Destination XTs. <laughs> she's like rubbers. Who's you want them? We got them. Yeah, no it, condoms meaning rubbers this time around. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And rubbers, we mean tires. This time yes. Around. Thank you. Thank yes. you. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That. I yeah, still can't yeah, talk. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, here I am. I am your resident tire lady. Yes, she is. <laughs> Thank you for agreeing to come on this rank little podcast of ours. We really appreciate it. It's so. Stinky. Oh, I am excited to be here. I am one of your 150 listeners. Oh my God, she's so a listener turned guest. Met one in person now. Yes, there's at least one. There's at least one real one. I'm still on you saying it's so stinky. <laughs> It's like, is it? Does that mean it's good? Like cheese? You know, like people love really stinky cheese. So, like, does that mean? Well, claim it, own it. We have the stinkiest podcast. <laughs> it really, it really is true, though, about the fact that, like, it, our podcast is so you wouldn't believe it. Like, like, it just these two queers talking about cars and just how absolutely unhinged it is. And I mean, like to talk about how last week we, I, I basically at the Honda booth actually, um, talked to these people that were very straight, but they were obsessed with all of the titles. Yeah. Some of those, which are, um, you know, a little distinctive, right? Very distinctive. My, my personal favorite one that gets me every single time is Mr. Rolls-Royce and Mrs. Hyundai. I don't know why, but that one just really does it for me. Do you, why, um, does he, do you, why does he get to be so fancy? 
Mr. Rolls Royce? Yeah, like why isn't it Mrs. Rolls Royce? So Davis, tell us about t- tell us about your <laughs> Well, let's 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 just uh, talk about the elephant in the room, the uh, the Honda bike in the background. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh yeah, she is brand new. So uh, probably the newest thing in our garage of many toys. Um, my husband and I like to collect things with wheels and engines. And sometimes not wheels, but still engines. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, this right here behind me, um, I picked up on Friday. So it is a 2022, call it new old stock, um, brand new Honda ADV150, which is an adventure scooter if there ever was such a thing. Mm. So it's a scooter, not a motorcycle. Oh, okay. Um, it has 149 point seven or three cc something like that but it's not quite highway legal um which means it's back roads everywhere and it's set up with a slightly taller suspension the rear suspension has remote reservoirs so you can drive it off road a little bit and it'll move oh, more that's amazing and that kind of stuff and i get no leaks chris um, could use that for yeah. his sniffy hookups <laughs> oh it would handle the potholes around his home <laughs> You know, maybe maybe that's something they need to pivot the marketing on and be like, you're an urban hoe. The roads suck. The infrastructure bill is not getting passed. You need the ADV 150. Fuel prices up. Roads down. Ass up. Thirty miles per gallon. You could have a very low cost local adventure. And you know what? You know what I'm looking for in my local hookups? Thrift. Honestly. Yes. Oh my god. What prompted you um, to get this gal specifically? Is it? Um, do you do? A lot of off-roading. I know you're a motorcycle queen. I know you've had many. You know, you've had different scooters. Um, but why this gal? Yeah, that's, that's fair. So I um, I first started riding kind of by accident. Um, basic, basically, <laughs> it's kind of a sad story. Um, in college, I so I was in college in the recession, um, and I got pulled over on my way home to visit my family. Mm-hmm. And when I got pulled over. Uh, The police officer said, hey, you don't have any insurance on your car. And I said, well, surely I have insurance on my car. My parents pay for it. He said, no, I ran it twice. Um, You don't have insurance on your car. So I called my mom at like 10 p.m. I said, hey, the police officer says there's no insurance in the car and they want to impound it right now. Um, What's up? And she says, oh, my gosh, I forgot to pay for it. And oh, my goodness. The reality is, I think I probably had a couple too many speeding tickets leading up to this moment. And she was like, this is too much. It's breaking us. And maybe she kind of like let it lapse. But in the process, Georgia took my license. Um, And I live off campus. Okay. At at University of Georgia. And suddenly I had no way to get to school um, on my own. So in Georgia... (laughs) You can ride a scooter under 50 cc's without a license, without registering it, and that kind of thing. Really? So that was kind of the beginning of all this. As I as I ended up with a with a little inexpensive Chinese uh, scooter called a Dazon uh, with 50 Honey. cc's, and I started riding back and forth. And and that was kind of the beginning of scooters for me. After I got my license back, went through a series of cars. My career began. I couldn't stop buying cars. You know, all the things. I've had a, a, my entire career has been an automotive, and this is an obsession. Mm. Um, 
until I lived, I was living in California working for Honda and I was hiking up the mountains and I broke my leg while hiking. I, I, I missed a step, I tripped and I broke my leg. I had to hobble out four miles in, out, of the, out of the desert. Not the four mile hobble. Met some really nice, really nice hippies. Oh yeah, not good. Not cute. Girl, it was not a cute look. Were you um, alone? I was like dragging my leg, like tears going down my <laughs> cheeks. Met some really nice hippies who handed me some pills and told me that I would feel better, and I did. How <laughs> 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 have I never it, heard it was, this? It was, like, it was just like a Vicodin that they gave me, but um, but so I and I and I got home and suddenly. I was, you know, my personal car was a Honda S2000. The cast that I was in was so big that it touched the gas and the brake at the same time. Love so that. I couldn't drive it. Oh my god. My um, and then I was I had company cars with with my job, my PR job there, and my boss said, "Look, like you can't drive company cars with a broken leg. That's a liability. It's a safety concern. You got to figure something else out." And so suddenly I was like, well, "How am I going to do this?" And I kind of went and I was like, "Well, a scooter you don't need your legs for it you just it's all hand controls it's brakes up top and it's just you know gas with your right hand and so i started going to work i went and bought a honda scooter uh i went and took the riders you know light riders licensing class with a broken leg (laughs) on a scooter girl Um, got a honda scooter hung my crutches off the side of it with a surfboard rack and I rode from Long Beach to Torrance, 18 miles uh, through the port of Long Beach every single day for like six months. And that kind of just like set the obsession off. OK, so then I, you know, I had that scooter, loved it so much, got a motorcycle, decided that I loved two wheels more than four wheels, sold my S2000. My friend Allie wrecked my scooter, so I got a bigger scooter, you know, and then what is happening? inevitably moved back to I know, I know, it's a dramatic story. Moved back to Atlanta got up, and, got down. <laughs> and brought those with me. Realized riding in Atlanta is terrifying. Um, moved up to, so sold my bikes, my scooter and my motorcycle. Moved up to north of Atlanta on Lake Lanier. Countryside, country time. Country. Relax. Have missed two wheels this whole time. And found a really good deal on this. And honestly, I prefer scooting over motorcycling and that's just because you can put a trunk on it which i'm going to do tomorrow and some luggage and you can go get groceries with it or take your gym bag with you Mm -hmm. and it's like cute and awkward and slow but every little adventure feels like a big epic excursion because cars are flying by you it feels like you've done something that you weren't sure the vehicle could do every time you get to your destination and i love that i just love it so much so uh, I'm a Honda loyalist when it comes to two-wheel riding, especially. Um, so here I am with this little ADV 150. She's brand new, and I am obsessed. It's so comfortable. It's super cute. It's not as big as it looks <laughs> back here. Honey, um, it is it, funny because it looks big. Honey, honey. It, honey. it does, but it's it's it, it is like three quarters the size of an actual motor. Because you're tall. You're like as tall. Precious little wheels. It is their tiny little country oh, I wheels. Think you're taller. Oh, well, but we're about the same height. So, I mean, like that is like got to be because I drove I drove a scooter in China um, and because like it's very difficult. I kind of not really. I I don't know the the rain and and all that stuff. Um, I, I did enjoy it for the 
it was a lot more convenient than, say, hailing a cab or getting on the public transport and, you know, kind of having your own set of wheels, which was nice. But, you know, and, and getting uh, as a foreigner in China, getting your driver's license was a task and a half. Um, and so, you know, I did. I do have pictures of it. My, I have it on my phone. I'll show you guys later. But um, I mean, I did. I did like it for what it was. But it was electric. But I just, I, this is so fascinating to me. I did not picture you. It's, it's a funny thing. I, I mean, so, so Baron and I both love kind of the same silliness of making something, making a vehicle, an impractical vehicle, do things that you wouldn't think that it would want to do. So, like, I'll tell you with that silver scooter I had in LA. Which was also, it was kind of the twin of this one, just like the street-oriented one. Oh. And I put 11,000 miles on that thing in a year, scooting. Okay, scooting. like, I was, I, I was long-ranging that scooter. Um, and I put more miles on it than wow. a motorcycle. So, like, Baron, Baron has a 1977 Mercedes that he just picked up. It's a Mercedes 230. It's carbureted. It has almost 300,000 miles on it. And he's just thrilled to make it go get coffee runs and that kind of stuff. Because yes. they probably want to die. <laughs> you know, um, it's like please yeah, it's let me die. It be, but he loves it like this old thing that's kind of like exhausted its value. Miss, he's me. able to keep it moving. No, yeah, that's why. That's why you guys hang out with me. That's that's generally. It's like this old thing. It's exhausted its value. Girl, we are yeah. both older than you. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> wow, reminds it's, me. Yeah, you well, should I, love that. Some, I've got some big. It's, you know, tired happens at all ages. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got some big plans. Like, we're going to, I'm going to ride this thing to Highlands, North Carolina, I think, next weekend. And Girl, that how? Is, I, it's the long way. <laughs> how far my car is that? Tired happens at all like, ages. <laughs> it's like two hours away. It's not that so needs so to it's be probably, a shirt. It's probably eight and a half years to get there after, but it's. Are you it's driving on 95? Like, how are you even doing that? No, because it's gonna, not highway legal. I'm going to take non-highways the whole way. I'm going to map it with, uh, with, with oh. you know, no road. We're just going to go slowly up, and it's going to be nice. Get coffee. You, know, you both are going to be on it? No, no, he won't. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, that is a little... This, this from the boy this from the boy who wouldn't like get into a tent if it touched the ground yeah, true. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I think that Baron will probably chase me in his old Mercedes or maybe like we got an old Suburban that if I need to get rescued that we could probably fit a scooter inside it okay but okay so you probably fit the scooter in the Mercedes let's be real how many how many ve- vehicles do you have uh, I th- <laughs> this is so stupid. Um, I think we recently counted the number of cylinders in our possession. Okay. Okay, and I think that's it's a like fun 43, one. Um, which is which is silly. So it's it's a lot. So <laughs> we've got a 2002 Chevy Suburban LS 1500 that oh. has 180,000 miles on it. It's amazing. We use it as our lake our truck. We use it to pull the boat, which is a pontoon boat with a Yamaha 150 on the back of it, as well as the jet skis, both of which have four cylinders and then one Yamaha, one Cowie. Um, we have his daily, which is a Lexus CT200H, a little fancy Prius. We have fancy Prius. His, his, you know, toy, which is the old Mercedes. We have my daily, which is, to your point before, the Lexus GX460 that I have uh, turned into so much more than it wanted to be, um, much more than the mommy car that she began as. Now she's very tough and on some nice big old Firestone Destination XTs. 
that's what's going on in our garage right now. I, and I've turned, you can see like one of my garage bays, you can't really get into very easily because of the deck off of the house. Um, and so I turned it into an office because it just, it, it allowed for an extra bedroom upstairs. Plus I love like working down here. It's kind of fun to like be surrounded by the stuff, you know? Yeah. You're like, I'm in it literally all the time. Yeah, like, I am truly physically in it. Even if you're working remotely. Okay. So, so speaking of being in it, I mean like how long have you been in it? And like by in it, I mean also just like kind of obsessed with all things vehicular. Oh yeah. I, so I will tell you, I've had, um, I've been pretty lucky, I guess. This is, you know, with, with a career that is really kind of tied to like stuff that I just, that I love naturally. I grew up with a dad who was a car guy. He's mostly into like American muscle cars and that kind of stuff. He's got a 1966 Mustang that has been Ooh. in the process of being restored since, since I was a child. So like, it's, it's probably never going to get fixed. Uh, he has a 1970 Ford F100 as well, uh, which, which is really cool. It was his dad's truck ahead of time, my, my, uh, my grandpa's truck, my papa's truck. So grew up with a dad who loved cars. And it kind of started for me when I was in middle school, started like actually learning about cars when I was in middle school. And he came to me and said, you know what, boy? I'm not going to be able to buy you a car when you turn 16 and you're not going to want to go on dates with girls, which truth, uh, <laughs> with, with your mama taking you places. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, he's like, so, so he's like, you're going to need to save money to get your own car. Uh-huh. And I am the kind of person who, in order to save money, I really need a target. It can even be, be a made up thing. It can be like, I need a down payment on a house. Let's just start squirreling money away. I want to buy a computer. Let's start squirreling money away. I want to go to Madonna, you know, to see Madonna if she ever comes to America on her <laughs> deathbed tour. But 40 like, years of it hits. Is not the deathbed tour. <laughs> you know, but like, so, so start saving money. And so I had to start looking into like cars. Like, what's the car that I want? Like, I think cars look neat. And the one that I initially set my sights on was a 1994 to 1996 Nissan 300ZX, Ooh. fairly easy. Green on I wanted the two and two. I didn't understand turbos at the time. I didn't realize that what I really wanted was a two seat, <laughs> you know, a three liter turbo. But um, uh-huh. that was kind of like the the rabbit I was going to chase. And then, with like as with any hobby, and I would say I'm kind of like in the middle of this kind of process with motorcycles now. Um, and especially with like boats and stuff, but the more I learned, the more I was into it, right? Like I was like, Oh, there's, there are four cylinders, there are V sixes, there are inline sixes, there are V eights, there are turbos and superchargers and there's rear wheel drive and all wheel drive and you know, all these things. And I just, the more that I got exposed to, the more obsessed I became, that's kind of like how I became a car guy. And then ultimately when I turned 16, it was not a Nissan Z that I ended up with it. It was a Nissan Maxima. Um, Named Close enough. that we named Casper because we got it from a dead girl, which is not huge, but it's I had meat. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that four door sports car, you know, yeah. dead with girl. a seatbelt that would zip up. Anyway, I mean, like, the I, I got into college at UGA and I started in the journalism school, and I decided. Like I started, I've archived it. You'll never find it. But I had a blog called <laughs> Davis in the Driver's Seat, and I would go. Not visit an influencer dealers. on the influencers podcast. 
in she 2008 and would go to dealerships and ask them if I could drive a car and if I could write about it and mention that the dealer helped me. It was like a WordPress thing. And mm-hmm. it, yeah, or my blogspot. I think it was WordPress. But mm-hmm. started doing that, was studying journalism, decided, you know, one day I'm going to write for Car and Drive. That's what I want to mm. do. And um, as I was graduating, I got lucky. LinkedIn happened. Twitter happened while I was in school. And I got connected with a small PR agency in Atlanta. They brought me on. They're called Brandware PR. It was like boot camp for learning how to do PR. Um, I got to work on Porsche and Consumer Reports cars. And then I met the folks at Auto Trader, and they brought me on to do the editorial stuff there. And then I became mm. a journalist, and I became a freelance journalist. And I reviewed supercars for a living for a while, which is really cool. Um, going all over the world, driving all kinds of crazy stuff. Like I went to Spain twice in like three weeks to drive a Huracan when it first launched, and a, and a 650S when it first launched. Um, wow! Kind of like shit. highlight and. Yeah, I was on. I got lucky because some t- some tech publications decided that they liked my writing, and at that time, the automakers all really wanted into the tech audiences, and so suddenly I was the guy with the keys to those audiences, and now I was getting invited to things that like I was twenty five, you know, could not even believe. Wow, girl, and uh, was was on a program with uh, with Honda, bumped into the woman Robin, who was a friend of mine, but she ended up. Uh, offering me, she asked. She asked me, you know, a couple several months later if I was interested in joining a PR team instead. Moved to LA to work for Honda. Worked in there. Worked mm-hmm. there for five years. Moved my job at Honda back to Atlanta to be closer to family. And um, the, the recession came. A lot of opportunity and changes came. And I've been at Bridgestone now for three years, and honestly, love it so much. And it, it has been a car gaze fantasy. I would honestly say that I've had it kind of easy because, I mean, you, you know what this is, right? Like, it's, it's the kind of thing, like, you're this, you're this little gay boy who loves this thing, but this thing is loved by, like, the boys' club. And it's all these straight men, super hetero moment. Um, yep. And it feels like it's hard to, like, even access or, like, approach them because, like, they don't necessarily want to adopt us all the time. I think the world's a lot better now than it was in the past. Mm-hmm. And even despite that, and, and I don't know there'd be an issue as much today as it was before, but like, even despite that, I've kind of been like well accepted kind of the whole time. And I've been I'm pretty authentically me as much as I possibly can be all the time. And I've had like a little fantasy career that I'm pretty proud of and that I've, people have taken chances on me and I didn't necessarily deserve it at the time, but I worked really hard to try to earn my keep. And, and here I am, this, <laughs> this, 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 Bridgestone PR person now the whole little you know like, like team of people who do this with me and no no one's slowing me down and no one's telling me to pack my queer up or anything they just like let me be me and I love it and we love it because not only are you getting to do that and being that person but you are also like with us literally with me with Kluver you are like allow me to show you the way because you are the queer you are also into the car scene you are like uplifting others as well. I think that is what I admire the most about you is that you're just like, I went down this road. I could just be like, figure it out yourself. But instead I'm going to be like, let me hold your hand. Like that is, that's just everything. to me. You know, like I would say that for me, I, I don't honestly, I'm humbled by like what you guys do because you guys are reaching entire people and bringing community together. Right. That is, that is not what I am doing. You are actually, 
speaking to people who are just enthusiastic and are just like us and telling them that it's okay and it's fun and to be yourself and love what you love and you can still do all the things you've ever wanted to do. And you're reaching people directly. That's that, that's the whole part about being a journalist or an influencer or a podcaster or whatever. If I can pay any piece of what I've gotten forward to people who are actually doing the work, which I think is what you're doing, I think it's the only the only gift I really have that I can give. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm flattered that you say all that, but... Really, I think that it's nice to be able to see kind of what you guys are enabling and, and kind of the community you're creating. I, it's, I like I said, I've just been fortunate. Well, you also you is somebody trying. Oh my god! <laughs> you, well, you didn't you did invent. I mean, you did invent influ- car influencing. I mean, you were the, obviously the one to incubate it before any of us did with your with your YouTube channel with your original one. I, there are so many times when I have thought to myself like. Oh, I was doing YouTube videos before YouTubers were doing YouTube videos on cars. What have I missed? You know, like who could I have been? <laughs> but I'm very happy with, with the way it's landed. So, yeah, no, but I think, I think you are kind of, uh, and we, of course, obviously, and I am cried enough in the past 48 hours, so I'm not going to cry right now, but I have. <laughs> <laughs> No tears left to I cry. Okay, that, Ariana. No, I love that you like have such like you embrace your feelings while you embrace your. Feelings. Well, you want to talk about holding. You want to. You want to. You want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about. <laughs> She's like fucking cry. <laughs> Rag her. You want to. You want to talk about holding my hand. Fucking, you held my hand hard three weeks ago. So like I, you know. Two weeks ago, when did I call you? I don't know. Um, I feel like it was like Sunday, girl. That was like two weeks ago. <laughs> Anyways, no, but I mean, I do oh feel like goodness. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you, you were kind of because like I've known PR people like in my life as well, and I do definitely when I started this look to them for kind of advice sometimes, and like they don't always have like the specific advice that like I need or like or that like they can point me in like a direction, and I think that because you are in this space and I've just been so fortunate enough to meet you as well as Land. I mean, you through Landry. It's just crazy how many people I have met via the internet. Like the boomers were wrong. Like the internet's a safe place to meet people. Like I don't like (sighs) the boomers were like, do not talk to people from the internet. Do not get into their cars. And we were like, what What if, if, what if we raced with them in in their cars? (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I just took like an IT training for Bridgestone that was specifically like, don't give out your information and certainly don't meet up with people, <laughs> you know, from that, that are asking you for things on the internet. So I, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it is amazing. I mean, the, the fact that our community can buy each other so fast, right? Like, I mean, there's, there are dating apps, that kind of stuff that have obviously propagated that, but there's also the fact that there are like some very specific people in this space who are kind of bringing people together and that's, you know, mm. gays, lesbians and everything in between, right? Like that's, that's, that's what you're doing. It's what Jake is doing, right? There's, it's, there's like a small army of people who are like building our community. I met Baron at, you know, my, my now husband at a men of the industry party in, in Detroit. The fact that, that party even exists and has for years is I think exactly kind of my point is that like we, we congregate to kind of like strengthen numbers inside this space that can feel so, so straight. Um, years ago, it wasn't necessarily like, like being a gay person could have gotten you fired. 
now it's, you know, now that same party and that party at the time, I guess, you know, you know, 20 years back was a sanctuary um, for people who were maybe not so out at work and in some cases still aren't. And now that party remains kind of very exclusive, but the straight community knows about it and just wishes they could be invited. <laughs> well, I'm really glad to have your perspective on this because I'm not actually gay. So like, I'm just really happy to have somebody else's opinion well, on this. Welcome to <laughs> the show. Our first heterosexual <laughs> male. I'm to shake my titties. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Yeah. No. I think. <laughs> well, that gives me hope. Then maybe I will find. Maybe I will find my future husband at the uh, glam. Maybe you will. I would not have. I did not used to be open to the idea of dating someone who was in the industry or really even a car person because I didn't want to compete for knowledge. Oh God! Uh, I'm just. Yeah. It just. It just. But, my observation of you, Davis and Baron, is that y'all have like it, it, not in the exact same way because, like, you know, you have Miss GX. You're like, I've I've got my girl. I don't need to buy a new car every thirteen and a half seconds. True. Whereas every say that every time, every time I see you two, Baron has had like three cars in that span of time. But it's like you you get excited about the same things, like the stories you've told me about, like the cross country trips to get a car, or like you know you bought one, it blew up on the way home. But like like the, the adventure, it's, it's like you both share that thirst for our our. I mean, like so so part of his you know constant rotation of vehicles, uh, which early on in our relationship, I was like, is this thematic about who you are? Am I going to last in this relationship? <laughs> I was like, are you going to keep me? Um, but. But really, I think part of it is because he likes these old cars that he's trying to keep alive, and eventually they, they break his wallet, and he decides he has to unload them. Mm. Um, but I will say that the, you know, the our entire relationship has kind of been founded on those road trips that you just mentioned. You know, mm-hmm. like, we, we started off dating long distance. I was in Los Angeles, and he was in Dallas. We met in Detroit, and then suddenly I was moving to back to Atlanta to be closer to family. And he then a few months later got a job in Atlanta as well um, because Mercedes came knocking on his door. But by the time that happened, we had purchased a 140,000 mile first gen ML like yours um, in San Diego and driven it, uh, you know, attempted to drive it from San Diego to Dallas, but it broke down outside of Albuquerque in the desert. We had <laughs> I would have driven that. Um, a Mercedes- yeah, yeah, great, great times. It was replace your catalytic converter, girl. Just replace it. Save yourself. I checked. I checked that recall. She's she's good. Is she? Because I was gonna say because yes. I got a hammer and we can go attack the undercarriage if you need to. Um, you know, what? I think she's emissions exempt next year. So <laughs> yeah, we're close. Anyway, anyway, we're close. Is so. that why she's called oh, the Alabama trash can? We had already purchased Baron. I will tell you, he loved that car too. Like he and Miss Landry over here have the exact same taste in cars. We, we had purchased a Mercedes SL we picked up in Santa Cruz and drove across the country. We had picked up a Porsche 944 in Oshkosh, Wisconsin and come down with it. I mean, we, that's our, our relationship has, has, you know, started off with just thousands of miles of book a one way flight, find something on Facebook marketplace, drive it back home again. But Sell that's kind of beautiful. So, like, we've talked. It's really fun. It's like a great way. Sorry. Uh, I, I was going to say we we've talked about this on the podcast before. I don't know why I'm snacking so hard tonight. Uh, we've talked about you know the dating. 
I got. You got a tape one. I am a dog, I guess. Right in there. What you said earlier. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> I need to go deworm you. Get the fucking trifexus on you. So specific. Oh, you have dogs. Um, I um, (laughs) Jesus Christ. We talked about this with Tom uh, a couple episodes ago, and about how like you know what what the advantage or disadvantage of of dating another like car guy would be. And honestly, like this, like Chris said, like this is a very beautiful story, and I'm kind of obsessed with it. We, we have learned to just say yes to each other, right? Like, yes is always more interesting than no. Don't limit a person you're trying to spend a life with, right? Like, let them go and have <laughs> I their, might, their... I friends. might actually start crying. Um, and so... Yeah, well, I mean, Better. like, it's, it's, it's honestly... Overdue. Been, like, Fuck like, you! Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! But, like, but truly, like, we, it, it's a big part of it. So, like, while it looks silly to have so many cars rotating through the garage all the time, we... We have like a set amount of money that we put in the toy chest, basically, mm-hmm. and the the answer is you can rotate through as much stuff as you want to, as long as you're returning the same amount of money back to the toy chest. So the fleet can can be X number of dollars big, and it can't be more than uh-huh. that. So if you can go sell a car and make some money, then good for you. You just grew the toy chest, and if you sell a car and you lose some money, uh oh, it's a smaller toy chest to play with, and so. That's kind of been the whole deal, and so yeah, I mean, you got to realize like most of the cars in the driveway are cash cars. <laughs> they're they're cheap, they're tired, and like Chris and they, <laughs> wait, which Chris are you talking about? <laughs> they they yeah, yes, the it. answer is yes. <laughs> but they they've mostly exhausted their their value at this point. So you know, it's, it's not like we're well. That's why I know, bought them Z three. You know, this is, it's kind of like Stasis, right? I missed that car for you already. Yeah, I, I know. But the, the now owner is gay and uh, updates me often about it and uh, is using it in Miami Beach. And it's getting it's getting a lot better. Oh, yeah, and it's getting a lot better um, attention than I gave it. Uh, I tried to give, I tried to do it the best that I could. But, you know, living in an apartment with no garage, it's a little difficult. But um, anyways. Yeah, it's, you have a... Your, your daily mm-hmm. is a Chevy Colorado. Is that right? How do you like being a truck lady? Um, She's a truck daddy. I, oh, do you identify as daddy? Well, is that your... Uh, when I... Can you let me no, fucking speak? <laughs> me, I know, right? Me me begging to speak when I'm constantly interrupting Chris. Um, I, <laughs> I had a Cadillac CTS uh, in 05 back in college, and I... Uh, you could put on the computer cool. like welcome and then you could put your name on it, right? And I put Caddy Daddy on the computer so that every time I turned it on it would say welcome Caddy Daddy. And um I I would identify as like a Zaddy, I guess. I don't I don't know. I don't fucking I don't play I honestly that whole thing, just call me sir, honestly. I don't I don't fuck with any of that. I was literally I was about to say are your pronouns sir and daddy and they <laughs> The answer well, is yes, sir is a definite. So. 
<laughs> I, meanwhile, will call you Mama Girly Squirrel E-Pop. And that's, and that's I fine. Will not, I will never call you Sir. That's just, uh, no, that I don't want like you crime. to call me anything other than Girly Pop or Squirrel or whatever the fuck. I enjoy my truck. I think it is it is a very multi-purpose, and it's also like very comfortable. It still kind of holds that like Chevy comfortability aspect to it. I mean, you know, I mean, the GMT 800s are like a couch, a moving couch. Um, um, God, I love that vehicle. Y'all suburban. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I, <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I learned to drive on a suburban. I love a Chevy. Yeah. I learned to drive on it. I learned to drive my mom's, uh, it was also actually a GMT 800 because it was a, it was a GMC mm. Savannah 35. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, that was what I learned. That's, I, I can parallel park anything. Oh my god! I when I was in Denver, uh, speaking of tires and parallel parking, uh, when I was in Denver, I parallel parked the Sequoia TRD Pro like it was nobody's fucking business. I whipped that thing. It was on. It was on an incline. I parallel parked the shit out of that thing. I was with my friend too. And she couldn't give less of a shit about cars, and she was like, "Chris, what the fuck?" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I just did that. Much. I don't know." <laughs> Oh my god, I like call me crazy, but I love homemade pesto. (laughs) 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 Oh my Um, god. What the fuck were we talking about? (laughs) Oh, me being a truck gal. Um I don't have much use for it anymore. I don't know. I I have a trailer. I mean I have my I have my jet ski. I have a ninety eight GSX. Uh, Sea-Doo. Um, and I was always taught never to buy Yamaha because they're too heavy and they have a motorcycle engine. And so that's why I know that they'd probably be easier to work on, but my dad had like hated uh, Yamaha's. He just loved a Sea-Doo. I don't know. Um, but, but I am very similar in that sense where like, I also grew up with like a, a father who loved cars. Um, I, I've, I've had a Sea-Doo as well and loved it. I, I honestly think the Sea-Doo is more comfortable than the Yamaha okay. I have. But I was scared of the Rotax engine yeah. from a maintenance mm-hmm. standpoint. They're scary. Um, the, the modern Sea-Doo's are also... Uh, yeah, they, the, the modern Sea-Doo's have closed-loop cooling, which means that they don't use uh, raw water to uh, cool the engine. And that mm. makes them better right. for the ocean, you know, because you're not pulling right. salt for the entire engine block, basically. But it also gives it more parts to break. And um, because it is like an Austrian company in the end, like that, mm-hmm. uh, the Rotax is, I guess, Rotax, yeah, Rotax is Austrian. But and BRP is Canadian, BRP, think, yeah. Which is Canadian, I guess. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just I was worried about the cost of maintenance. So when I was when I was a young lad, uh, my dad had a GTI two seater and it got zero to 60 in like four seconds flat. Like it was insane. And 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 you could literally from standstill pop a wheelie and just like fucking just ignite into the air. It was crazy. Um, I knew how to drive a jet ski. I knew how to like I'd been doing it for years. Like I grew up on the lake. Like, you know, I knew what I was doing. But there was one day where I was just like feeling my oats a little too much. And I was we were at the lake and, you know, the the lake that we uh, or our lake house had like a um, had like a beachfront, too. So there was uh, sand and whatever. And I was like showing off for my friends, basically. And I literally uh, gunned it to the shore and I forgot how fast I was going and I and I and I hit the sand and I launched 
I lo- I had to say I had to sand it like thirty miles an hour, and I catapulted my bot my giant lanky beanstalk fucking body across the- across the front yard, and I flipped it, and I ended up I ended up uh, waterlogging the engine, and my dad and it cost my dad two thousand dollars to fix it. It was so bad. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. And you no, didn't I like die? I like landed in the the grass and I like tumbled and that was it. Like there wasn't nothing happened. I don't know. I wasn't allowed to ride it for a year, but yeah, Girl. It was, <laughs> time before TikTok, no one had cameras to like capture all of this. Could you imagine? Right, right. Their, their entire like channels on Instagram dedicated to people doing stupid shit and getting hurt. Like this. The, the the fucking image in my head of this moment is just so precious. I I I it's also just so believable. I absolutely <laughs> believe that you would do that. So like that is that is not really that in- Well, I mean like when I'm we shocked, were in- but I'm not. It's really I'm the image of like landing in a bed of flowers <laughs> on plush green grass and being like, oops, you know? Like, it was like you could have snapped your entire neck off your body, uh-huh. right? See? Like I've also, I've also like God, and the Lord Jesus had bigger plans for her. Oh okay? my God! I, I, I've done a lot of fun, like because I also had a Sea Doo jet boat, like a five seater, and that I fucking yeah. love that thing. It was purple. It was before they put the speakers in it, and it was just oh my God! It was like a two thousand two, um, and it was incredible. Once we get to a warm season again, I think that what you should do is you should use your truck trailer that jet ski down here to Lake Lanier because there's a gay cove <gasps> here on the lake. Um, and it is, yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole moment. It happens every weekend and you get, you know, like 25 boats that all tie up to each other. <laughs> maybe. And like 25 <laughs> boats that tie up to each other and it's, you know, and it's just like loud, like loud music and dancing and, you know, everybody's, you know, having their little tension moment. With having Kylie. their little tension and moment. Yes. <laughs> It's like it's 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 very fun. It's very fun. And it does. It's an interesting like added layer of community, especially since Atlanta is so close to where we live on Lake Lanier. It's a lot of the city gays come up Mm -hmm. and and make it, you know, kind of a a moment. And it's kind of fun to see people who don't get a lot of time out on the water to just like fall in love with that, you know, kind of community too because you know i love boats and i love jet skis and i love all that stuff i just love being on the water in general um and it's nice to see some like fancy city folk come and embrace their countryside and have, <laughs> and, like and have a, that like, moment so sorry i love how oh, all i was gonna say is i love how a second and a half after he told you that he crashed into the shore flew across the front yard you're like actually i want you to bring your jet ski to I Georgia? was 16 <laughs> I was 16 Or she can be a passenger prince I would love to I would boat. love nothing more than to Did you know that Sea-Doo doesn't make boats anymore but they do make pontoon boats They don't make like you know they only make yeah, pontoon pitch. boats and jet skis now which I find very intriguing Um they made like that mm-hmm. They sorry. they entered their own yeah. Yamaha makes a uh, a proper like bow rider jet boat, but no one makes. Mm. If you go, if you look, um, if you like the old Lock jet ski up. boats, look up the Scarab because that's who bought the design to the jet ski Speedster, and they continue to make that boat the modern. 
Like it's you're scary. Gonna, you are going to you're going to make me it's, squirrel it's money away for this. Are you kidding? <sighs> That's how we save money, girl. Squirrel it up. You see it. It's exactly what you it looks like it's a still powered by this, the this two thirty five ID. They bought the designs for the detail. <sighs> yep. It's exactly it. It's just I, a modern CPU engine in it. Oh it's, Davis, you just you just like it's not just fun girly car time. It's fun girly it's water. Also, anything that um, well, I guess back to cars. I mean, did you did you figure? I mean, by the time that this episode comes out, like it'll be done and over with. But like, did you? Are you going to come to Destination Out? Uh, what is it? <laughs> outdoor Destination. Outdoor. outdoor. I I hope to. I, I'm not 100 percent sure yet. Um, Thursday may be tough for me. I'm not. I'm, I'm working on my schedule a little bit, but I will say that um, our, you know, like we have friends from Team Forerunner who do attend and, and help Toyota put on the whole thing, and and you'll meet one of the trucks. I think you've probably seen some of the videos that we've done from the from the yeah. off-road program I just completed on the Pacific Northwest. Um, the Forerunner that was there will be. Oh my God, we didn't even talk to you about that. It's got a big Firestone shield. Oh man. I love this job. <laughs> it is, I mean, truly, it is It is so fun. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we went to Washington State, uh, spent four days out in, you know, three, 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 I guess three full days out in the wilderness, camping, off-roading, just blazing a trail through the woods uh, on something called the Natchez Trail. Um, in the, in the Cascade Mountains, and it was amazing on our all-terrain tires, and that's just like part of the job. So it's it's really it's like probably my favorite thing that I've had. The it looks amazing, do. yeah. But I love it. So it was great. I love it. I'm, I love that you're getting into the off-road scene. It too, is something, something that, that has fallen so into my lap, just like your scooter thing. Like this has fallen into my lap. Like I I've I've always been a huge off-roader in general, but like the overlanding thing has not really been like a thing that I knew even existed up until I got invited to this expo. Um, and then now that I'm in it, I'm actually kind of obsessed with it. So. Um, it's it's the great American road trip <laughs> off-road. Um, and it is about more about like what can you see and what can your vehicle take you to see, and then like how far into the woods do you need to get you know go to get there, and is it okay if you stay in the woods for the night kind of thing, and that's, that's and all the accessories that go with it. Um, there's a huge, huge industry around it, um, huge industry, big, 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 yeah, Matt, tons like everything from water purifiers to rooftop tents to you know kit, you know off road cutlery and stuff like that. It's it's so silly. Tactical cutlery. Come on now. Um, <laughs> well, uh, Chris, do you want to like? Do you want to do the wrap up speech? <laughs> oh my god! Well, I, I mean, do my like, you know, and, well, it. before we wrap up totally, um, David, thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. I know we, we barely even got to scratch the surface with your like life in this. I mean, you truly coming on here has been like. The fun and the girly and the car time. Well, I guess boat time since we spent half the episode talking about boats. But we <laughs> scooter, scooter time, fun girly, scooter time, fun girly. Like you know, uh, that's I just, I think, funny. Daddy, I just want to go fast. We're <laughs> or, or very slow. <laughs> that's it. I want to go fast. I want to go slow. Thank you. We can hang out as often as you want to. Um, I don't know how interesting my life is, but I'm. But I'm pleased with where it's gone so far, and I'm happy with the way that 
you know, the career shaking out so far. I love what um, what you guys do. So I'm I'm really proud of you, and I like that I get to be one of your listeners. I Thanks, to see Dad. Where this all goes. Yes, Mama. You got it. Mama. <laughs> I think the moral of the story here is that our fair lady Davis Adams Smith contains multitudes, and while we only got to explore just a little bit. <laughs> We thank you so much for offering that to us. Chris, that was so, that was so eloquent. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Even a blind squirrel, Epop, uh, finds That's the name of the episode. And on that note, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. A special shout out to those watching on our YouTube channel. Y'all are real MVPs, Queenianas. You don't forget to like, share, and subscribe over there on YouTube. And we now have our donation avenue open. If you would like to donate to our channel and help us, you know, pay our bills, um, get some more Botox for Lady Kluver because she not has anymore, crow's baby. feet. Or actually, not anymore. But, um,. <laughs> If you want to donate, you can do that via Spotify, 99 cents, 4.99, 9.99. You can do it whenever, you can cancel it whenever. And don't forget, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I don't know. What are the other podcasts? I Heart Radio. <laughs> I Heart Radio. She's our underdog. Google, Google Store. But anyway, again, thank you Oh, they do that too. Google, we haven't forgotten about you because you're everywhere. Anyway, <laughs> thank you again, David. Yes, thank you, been David. Such a, such a treat. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Miss Man. All right, honey. Bye. Bye. Bye.